Christian five. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he saved you. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why he wants you to join him. Is it starting? Can they hear me now? Hello, boy and girl, humans, and boy and girl, and girl, fish. I'm here with Miss Alicia on the Jesus is Better podcast, and this is just so exciting. <laughs> I'm glad you're ready, Finn, because I'm happy to get to share more with the boys and girls, too. So last week, we talked about how God's Word is like a giant sparkly diamond, and that when we study each story or verse, it's like the sun shines on that part of the diamond, so we can understand and praise God more for who He is. We talked about how God has been rescuing us since Adam and Eve first sinned in the garden, but his biggest saving happened when he sent Jesus, who died and came alive again, so that we could be adopted into God's forever family. Yeah, and the the guys who wrote God's words down in the Bible were writing it down for the people who lived when they did. But also for us. So it's totally okay to ask lots of questions. And even not be able to find all the answers. We can still keep getting to know God more. Just because uh, I don't know everything there is to know about Harold. Well, at least not until he comes on my part of the coral reef. And we have a few more sleepovers. Yep. Sometimes it can be hard to know which thoughts in my head are true thoughts and which ones are not. One time, I read about someone inviting us to imagine that we're camping with Jesus in our backyard in a tent and all the lights are out. We can't see Jesus, but we know he's there. And when we hear a scary sound in the woods, which is kind of like having a scary or untrue thought, we can ask, Jesus, is that you? And he can whisper what is true. Like in the story, if it was only a deer in the woods, or even if it was a bear, Jesus could whisper that we don't need to be afraid because he's going to be right there with us. When we're joined to Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, and he can speak the truth from God's word into our thoughts to help us keep remembering what's true. I've only seen a picture of a bear, but my mom always tells me to watch out for more eels whenever I go anywhere. I'll just be a little snack to them. Mom says it's good to learn how to read so I can see the signs and stay away from the dangerous parts of the ocean. I'm glad I can get to know God more by reading too. 
and that there are versions of the Bible that can help explain some of the harder words. Or I can use a dictionary. You got it. Now, do you remember what our three questions are when we study the Bible? Who, what, and where? What about? But wait, what about why? Those are good questions to ask when we're trying to figure out who wrote a book of the Bible, where they wrote it, and why they wrote it. But I'm talking about what does it say, what does it mean, and how should it change me? <laughs> the Bible's ABCs. Oh yeah, now I remember. First, we have to print it out so we can put question marks where we're confused and circle words we don't know and try to figure out what the story is about. And then I can still tell the story to my mom. That's a great thing to do. And then she could help you find some answers to your questions, look up words with you, and figure out what the story has to do with Jesus. But what about the last question? How can words in a book change me? It's not like, aren't those goby fish that can change color? That's what we're getting to today, Finn. We already talked a little about discovering what a passage tells me about God. But God also gave us his word to show us how we can change or be different through what we read. In the Garden of Eden, God walked and talked with Adam and Eve. But when they sinned and decided they wanted to become as awesome as God without his help, their relationship was broken. And God didn't live with them again until he told Moses to set up the tabernacle, the tent where the Israelites could go to worship God. Then King David's son Solomon built a temple where God's presence lived. When Jesus came to earth as a baby, eventually growing into a man, he said that his body was the temple. People got to walk and talk with God again and saw God's glory and love and mercy and healing and saving power. Now God calls us the temple because his Holy Spirit lives in each of us because of what Jesus did. Jesus promised that it would be better to have the Holy Spirit than for him to stay on earth right now. Wait a second. How could it possibly be better for us that I can't see and touch and swim with Jesus? When Jesus was on earth, only the people who lived near him got to talk with him. And he was only in one place at a time. Now he wants to comfort us through his Holy Spirit whenever we're scared, even if it's in the middle of the night. The Holy Spirit reminds us of things Jesus said, guides us, and shows Jesus to us. He helps us to see Jesus, not with our physical eyes, but with our spiritual eyes. Are my spiritual eyes on my body too? Are those eyes blue or brown? <laughs> it's like seeing Jesus using your thoughts. And he gives us thoughts that want to praise God, thank him, and talk with him. Anytime you're feeling confused, he's there to listen to what you have to say and put thoughts in your mind that are true. And because God's word is true, we can compare our thoughts to the Bible to see if they match up. If they don't, then it's probably a thought Satan and his evil helpers want you to think. A lie. Like a thought that I'm not important? Well, that's okay to be mean to my sister if she's mean to me? Yep, 
But it's going to get even better when Jesus comes back, because then the Father, Son, and Spirit will all be together with us on the renewed earth. But for now, you can just start by saying hello. Sometimes I don't like to play at the dinner table, because I'm afraid I'll say something still silly, and my little sister will laugh at me. I used to be nervous about talking to God around other people, too. But the great thing is that you don't have to be in a temple or with other people to talk with God. You can just be in your bed or in the backseat of the car, even in the bathroom. And the great thing about studying the Bible is that there are lots of things we can discover and talk about with Him. When we study and ask Him about it, He can show us what it means to obey Him and trust Him and believe what He says about us. And of course, why He's the best. I'm still not sure how to do it. But I just say, okay, what am I supposed to know about the story of Samson? That would be a great start. Sometimes I like to say, Lord, what do you want to say to me about this scripture? What do you want to show me about your heart? What words of encouragement do you have for me? Wait a second. I've never heard God's voice before. Was it something big and boomy like in the movies? Moses, take off your sandals. Well, I've never heard God's voice in a way that I could record with a microphone. But just as God speaks to us when we read his word, the thoughts that bubble up in our heart are a way he speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. And if you're not sure a thought was true or not, you can always ask your mom or dad or someone else who loves Jesus if it sounds like something true that lines up with what the Bible says or a lie, which could be completely untrue or only partly untrue. Another way God spoke through the Bible was using pictures. One prophet called Jesus a lamb, and Jesus himself also called himself a door, a light, and the bread of life. The people who wrote the Psalms often talked about God being a safe hiding place, being protected under his wings, or being a strong tower. Jesus also told stories called parables when he was on earth and used pictures like a lost sheep or lost coin, or a treasure hidden in a field. Sometimes he might want to remind you of a picture from Scripture that you could draw to help you remember something about him. And sometimes he might help you think of a new picture. When I was talking to God one morning about my family and feeling nervous, he helped me think of a picture of a nest that he was holding in his giant hands, I was like the mommy bird in the nest, and my husband was the daddy bird, and we had three little baby birds with their mouths open because they were hungry. God showed me that he was going to take care of me and any little birdie children who are in my nest. So rather than writing down your thoughts, you can also ask God if there's any picture he wants you to draw to help you remember what you've learned. One time, I was in my bed and looked through an opening in the reef and saw a huge shadow go by. I was sure it was a white tip reef shark and swam to tell my mom and dad. 
There's no emergency messages to come through their phones to alert them that rave shacks are nearby. Well, it's probably just a boat passing by. I went back to bed and saw another shadow, so I asked God to help me, and He made me feel better, cause I pictured God as an even bigger shark, swimming around my reef, keeping all the reef sharks away. That's cool, Finn. Maybe you could draw a picture of that to put up in your room. Another question we can ask is, God, how should believing the good news about you change my attitude or the way I'm behaving? You mean guys gonna tell me what I'm doing wrong, like my parents do? Well, he's actually already written it down in his word. But when we read it and talk with him about it, he can convict us. By showing us where he wants to forgive us and help us change, like maybe when I'm being selfish and not wanting to help my husband with a project around the house, or when I speak unkindly to my kids because I'm trying to get them ready to go out the door to church, he's already forgiven me through Jesus. So when I tell him about what I did wrong and tell God I need his help, he can remind me that he's forgiven me. And won't ever give up teaching and helping and making me more like him. I guess it doesn't sound so bad when you put it that way. When we take the time to study God's word, it's not like opening up our math book to do our homework. It's a special way God wants to meet with us, so we get to talk with Him before, during, and after our study time. We can praise him for what we've already learned about how strong or loving or wise he is, and for giving us his word so we can learn about him. We can ask his Holy Spirit to open our hearts, eyes, and ears to see what he wants to show us, and we can even tell him if we're feeling nervous or discouraged that we won't be able to do it. Then each time we notice something cool about him, as we're reading the story or looking up words. We can tell him right then and there how awesome he is. We can tell him when we get frustrated and ask for his help each time we get stuck. Then, when you're done studying a passage, you can take a few moments to draw a picture or thank him for what you learned. If he showed you a way he wants you to change, you can ask for his help to do it, and then tell him what you are glad that you learned. Does God really want us to talk with Him that much? Because sometimes when I start telling my mom a story about what happened in school, she's trying to feed my sister her algae baby food and keep my other sister from swimming too far from our coral reef, and she can't listen to me very well. <laughs> that happens to me sometimes too with my son Isaiah. He tries to tell me something, but I'm just too busy to hear him. But the great thing about God is that He can be everywhere at the same time, and can hear us whenever we talk, or even when we just talk to Him in our thoughts. That's pretty cool. I always wish I could talk to Harold in my thoughts, because then we could talk to each other in school. Wondering what our assignments. But I have to be quiet to let the other students finish. Miss Leisha, I'm still not sure I can do this. There's so much to remember, and I want to do it right. 
Have I ever told you how much I like being with you, Finn? And, and God likes being with you even more. He loves teaching you a little more about himself each day and can send lots of people to help you along the way. Tell you what, how about next week we do some practicing together? You mean like we're going to read some verses and do all the stuff we've been t- you've been telling me about? Let's do it right now! I'd love to, but we've reached the end of our episode today. Why don't you listen to the book of 1 Samuel this week, and then I'll make sure you're here to help me next week. Okay, can I tell the boys and girls goodbye? <laughs> sure. Thanks for listening to the Jesus is Better podcast. Why don't you listen to the book of 1 Samuel 2? And we'll talk to you next time.